Hey, Temple family, so good for us to be together again. Thank you so much for engaging last week, for commenting, and uh, for, for connecting, letting us know uh, that you were watching together live. It was an awesome experience, and we want to do that again this week. We want to ask you right from the beginning, uh, let us know that you're watching, and, and we want to we engage together again. The question I want you to answer and comment below is this. What is your favorite sound in the world? What's your favorite thing to hear? And I don't know, maybe that's the first time you heard your baby cry. And I know for me that would be on my list of favorite sounds. Um, now, ironically, that sound is on another list because um, like three weeks later in sleep deprivation, it's also on my least favorite sounds list. But it's in that first moment of the birth of our firstborn, yeah, that was one of the most wonderful sounds I'd ever heard. Maybe uh, you love the, the sound of a fire crackling around a campfire. That Maybe that's a thing for you. I personally only enjoy that sound if I know that s'mores are coming soon. Um, but maybe your favorite sound is the sound of the ocean. Uh, that, that is absolutely my number one favorite sound. What is your favorite sound to hear? What's your favorite thing? Maybe it's the belly laughter of a child, right? There's just nothing more hysterical than hearing a kid that's just laughing from straight in their gut, you know? It might not even be funny, but you'll start laughing along when you hear that sound. What is your favorite sound in the world? Because that's an important question, because I believe we're shaped by what we hear. The sounds that come into our ears actually end up influencing our hearts and shaping who we are becoming. And it most certainly shapes the way that we talk and the way that we respond. So let me tell you this story uh, about a famous doctor. Um, his name is Dr. Albert Tomatis, not Tomatis, because, you know, it, he's French. So it's Tomatis, right? So this, this French doctor, and he's one of the most famous ear, nose, and throat doctors throughout history. But here's why this Dr. Tomatis became famous. He became famous because his dad was an opera singer, and his dad referred an opera singer buddy to go see his son, Dr. Alfred Tomatis. This opera singer was unable to sing certain notes, even though they were within his range, and nobody could help him. He'd been to every vocal doctor that was around and had traveled around the world to get help for his voice, and nobody could fix his voice. But Dr. Alfred Tomatis realized that he actually had a hearing problem. He became famous because he came up with this idea. The voice can only replicate what the ear can hear. And, and that's a powerful idea because right now, I don't know about you, but I'm hearing a lot of voices. There are a lot of people talking. It's hard to even keep up with it all. Every press conference leads into another press conference, leads into our friends on social media that we did not know were experts in uh, viral science, but now they are and they've got these strong opinions the fact is, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of listening going on right now. And we're going to be shaped by what we listen to. Maybe the best thing we could do right now is talk a little less and listen a lot more. Not to the experts, but to the God of gods, the King of kings, the one who upholds the universe by the word of his power. Let's listen closely to that voice and be shaped by it. That's the challenge this morning. I, I love what, what Mark Batterson wrote about this idea. He said this. He said, if our life is off key, kind of like that opera singer, maybe it's because we've been deafened by the negative self-talk that doesn't let God get a word in edgewise. Maybe we've listened to the voice of criticism so long 
that we can't believe anything else about ourselves. Or maybe it's the enemy's voice of condemnation and of fear that speaks lies to us about who we really are. And then he says, he asks this question, is God's voice the loudest voice in your life? Man, that is a million dollar question today. Is the voice of God the loudest voice in your life? The fact is, I believe we have a choice. We have an opportunity to decide what the loudest voice. We can turn the volume off. We can stop scrolling and reading those comments. We can choose to set our mind in a different direction. And I believe this morning the best thing we could choose to do is to let God's voice be the loudest voice in our lives. Which reminds me of a story that I first heard when I was a kid. Many of you heard this story as children growing up in the church. We know the story from 1 Samuel chapter 1 where we have Elkanah and Hannah, this, this husband and wife, and Hannah's unable to have a son. God miraculously gives her a child. Uh, she has a child, names him Samuel, and then dedicates Samuel to the Lord. She, she leaves him in the care of Eli. Eli is the prophet, priest, and judge of the people of God, right? And she leaves Samuel in his care to grow up and serve the Lord. And then in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we have this well-known story. But before we get to the well-known story, I want to look at the setting that's not quite as well-known. 1 Samuel chapter 1, in the middle of verse 1, it says, In those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. In those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. Man, it was, it was rare to hear the voice of God. And I, I think that's true for us today, too. There's so many other voices drowning it out. As a matter of fact, there's a whole branch of science called interruption science. It studies how often we're interrupted in our digital age today. And what they've determined is that every three minutes we're interrupted by something. At least every three minutes. For those of us who are trying to work from home while our kids are doing remote learning, we might think it's every three seconds. It might feel that way. But the reality is we're interrupted with noise constantly. And it can drown out the most important voice, the voice of God. In those days, it was rare to hear the voice of God. And then the familiar story, Samuel sleeping at night, and, and he hears the voice of God call to him, Samuel. He doesn't know that it's the voice of God. He gets up and goes to Eli. Hey, did you, did you call me? And we know that Eli at this point is, is an elderly man, and he kind of barely wakes up and tells him, go back to bed, I didn't call you. It happens a second time, Samuel. He goes to Eli. Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. The third time that Samuel comes and wakes up Eli, he, he's stirred enough from his sleep that he realizes this must be the voice of God. And so he gives Samuel instruction of what to do if he hears the sound of that voice again. And Samuel follows the instruction. We read in verse 10 that Samuel's response to this fourth attempt of God speaking to him is this. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And what I'm praying for each of you today is that this special week that we have ahead of us, your prayer would be both today and each day, speak to me, God. I need to hear from you. I'm choosing to listen to you. I'm not binge watching press conferences and reading news updates. I want to hear your voice. God, speak. I'm listening. 
And there's a, a couple ways that, that we want to do that together this week. You know, today is Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of, of what's been called now for a couple thousand years, Holy Week, right? And so there is a seven-day reading plan that, that I'm encouraging every one of us to do together this Holy Week. Here's the thing. It only takes about five minutes a day to read this reading plan, maybe ten. Uh, if you really want to meditate in it, it might would take you fifteen. So it's not a huge time commitment that we're asking to do together here. But this reading plan is called It Is Finished. You'll find in our description here, it's the very first link that we shared with you, is how to get to that reading plan. We're encouraging you to, to carve out some time each day between now and next Sunday, Easter Sunday, to hear, to say, God, speak. I am listening. We're, we're encouraging you to create that space to walk with Jesus from today, that this, this day where he entered Jerusalem knowing that he was on his way to the cross that we're going to walk with Jesus and listen to his voice. The other thing that we're going to ask you to do as we're journeying towards the cross on what we call Good Friday, the the day when we acknowledge the, the day that Jesus laid down his life for the sins of the world. What we're going to do is we're going to do just like this setting. We're going to do another Facebook event just like this where we're going to come together for a Good Friday time of worship. It'll be it'll be very brief. Uh, we'll have a song. Uh, I'll share a thought about Good Friday. And then we're going to take communion together. Our intention is to get communion, communion supplies uh, delivered or mailed to each of you uh, that are regular attenders and our members who we already have your address in our system. Um, if you're not sure that we have your address, you can direct message us and make sure that we've got your contact information. And here's the thing. If you end up not getting the communion elements Any kind of juice and any kind of bread would be appropriate for us to gather together this Friday night and to observe the Lord's Supper together, even as we are worshiping at home. We're doing this because we think together we need to say out loud, God, we need to hear from you. We're listening. Please speak to us because there's nothing sweeter than the sound of his voice. Just this week, I've been reminded of back when Marisa and I were in high school and we were dating and how many hours we would spend on the phone together. And, and we weren't even talking about anything. We were just, we were just sitting there going, oh, you're, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. It wasn't even a conversation. But we would spend hours on the phone together. And, and it's because, really, she was the most important person in my world. And it's the same idea. When, when somebody means the world to us, we want to hear the sound of their voice. It reminds me of the story that happened, if we're talking about Passion Week or Holy Week, it would be next week. It would be when Jesus appears to two of his followers on a road traveling to the city of Emmaus. And and they didn't know that it was Jesus, risen from the dead and walking with them. When Jesus finishes talking with them and walking with them on that way, he vanishes from their sight. And their response is profound. They said to each other, Man, didn't our hearts burn within us when he walked and talked with us? That the sound of his voice made their, it was a holy heartburn. It made their hearts burn inside of them. That's what it is to hear the voice of God. And I believe he wants to speak to you. I believe he wants to meet with you. I believe he's closer than the air that you are breathing right now. And so he wants to speak. The question is, will we create the margin, the stillness? quiet so that he can speak into that. 
that we would pray a prayer, a simple prayer. Speak, Lord. We're your servants, and we are listening. A Spanish philosopher once said, Tell me what you pay attention to, and I will tell you who you are. That's so powerful. Tell me what you pay attention to, and I will tell you who you are. What we listen to is who we are becoming. And I believe as the people of God, he's inviting us to hear him, to hear his voice, to listen to him speak over us. And that will shape the way we talk. See, for us to form a sound, we have to hear a sound. And for us to speak the truths of God into the people that we care about most, we need to hear from him. For us to be able to speak hope to our loved ones right now, well, we need to hear hope. For us to speak love over our family as we're living in close quarters right now, well, then we need to hear the voice of love speak to us. And in the midst of a whole lot of noise from the media right now, I believe we desperately need to hear the voice of truth in the midst of all the noise. And so my encouragement is, is for you to make a commitment today. God, I'm going to listen this week. I, I'm going I'm to intentionally encourage you and ask you, God, to speak to me. And I'm going to tell you that I'm listening. And we can do that together through that reading plan. I invite you to join with us in that. But the first step of listening to God is knowing for sure that we are one of his children. And friend, if you don't know for sure that you've given your life to Christ, you don't know for sure that you're born again, there's a link beneath this video or beside this video, depending on the venue where you're watching, that simply says, can we talk? If you click on that link, it gives us the opportunity to connect. And we can do a video chat or we can talk over the phone, whatever's best and most convenient for you. We want you to know for sure that you've heard that very first whisper of his voice, which is, I love you. I laid my life down for you. And I rose again so that you could live. Not live based on how your circumstances are defining your reality, but live rooted in joy and in peace and in hope. That's the voice that determines our destiny. I'd encourage you. I'd encourage you to say, speak, Lord. We're listening. Turn the volume down on all those other noises and listen to the voice of God because I'm convinced he's got a giant dose of hope to deliver to those who will hear it. I love you. I can't wait till Good Friday uh, so we can take communion together and we'll connect then. In the meantime, stay healthy and stay safe and stay home. We love you guys.